Well, hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. Mike Parker here today alongside Artie DeFoya from ABC. Artie, how's it going? Hey, Mike. Hey. How you doing today? I'm doing great. Why am I doing great? Because as I look out my window right now, there's not 15 inches of snow out there anymore. Yeah, it melted pretty quickly, didn't it? It doesn't take long once we get a little bit of uh, rain and some some actual sunshine. I, and in fact, though, it, it'll it'll mess with you a little bit because you look out the window and it's like, my gosh, what a beautiful spring day. Then you walk out there and it's still 26 degrees. So <laughs> we are in that transition phase. Yeah, you, that, that reminds you that we're not quite there yet when you step outside. But, you know, uh, I needed some sun and now I got some and I already, my attitude's already improved, Mike. I know, I know. There's something about uh, a sunny morning that'll get you going a little bit more than those uh, doldrums of winter. So that's what we, we talk about this time of year. You know, we turn the calendar from February to March, and it really is a transition. And so uh, as transitions go, we've got the seasons here in Pennsylvania, and it's a great time of year to head outside, you know, grab a bite to eat, have a cold beer, start thinking about you know, when we can actually uh, throw some shorts and t-shirts on and stuff like that. So let's talk about what we're looking forward to here at, at, at Appalachian Brewing Company today. And as we do that, I think uh, we should bring in, uh, introduce a, a guest that we have here with us today. Artie, do you want to take care of an introduction for us? Sure, Mike. Uh, today, I invited a good friend of mine to come in, uh, really a business partner, more so than anything, uh, is, well, friend and then business partner. But uh, Brian Gross of John Gross and Company, uh, he's here with us today, and I asked him to come in. You know, uh, uh, Brian and I have been uh, working together for 15 plus years, Mike, and uh, a great majority of the time that we've been Appalachian Brewing Company, and and I can't tell you how much uh, I appreciate all the support and success that he's allowed us, and uh, you know, his company. We're we're basically one company working together as two companies. So I have Brian here. Uh, welcome, Brian. Well, thank you very much. And as already has said, as goes Appalachian Brewing Company, so does John Grossing Company. And I'm very thankful for that as my company has grown in uh, direct proportions as Appalachian has. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast. And uh, great to have you here today. And uh, it, it's just a, a, a perfect pairing if, if you talk to me, if, if, I guess if, I, if I'm thinking about it, because you've got a local uh, beer, uh, you've got a, a local food distribution company, and I guess what they say is steel sharpens steel, right? So, you know, <laughs> you guys have, have made each other better along the way. Uh, Artie, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how important it is to have, uh, to have uh, quality food to go alongside of a quality beer. Yeah, Mike, we always have had as one of our tenants that we want to serve fresh food every day. Uh, we want our customers to notice the difference between prepackaged foods and foods that are prepared every day for our customers. And, you know, I know it tastes better. I taste it every day because uh, I end up eating here, as you can see, uh, uh, via Zoom. But uh, you, you get the idea that our food here, it's fresh. It's fresh every day. And the only way that we can do that is by working with a local purveyor who gets fresh product himself and uh, provides that same product to us. So Brian has always, you know, sometimes I'll go to Brian and say, hey, Brian, I need this and I need it. I need it fresh and I need it here right away. And he's like, Artie, you're challenging me. But he always takes the challenge on and does a great job. I, I think some of the phone calls, I hang up and say, 
Yeah, I told him I'm going to do that. Now, how am I going to do that? But we always seem to find a way and that Artie is very uh, particular about the ingredients. He, he sources and, and does a lot of experimentation before the new menus are introduced. And uh, I got to give him credit. He, he comes up with winners and uh, uh, finds those gems out there. And my job is to uh, procure them and uh, deliver them whenever called upon. All right. Well, it sounds like a good partnership that it's become a great friendship. And obviously, if you're, you know, distributing food to uh, a bunch of Appalachian Brewing Company locations, not a bad place to visit in person every once in a while to get yourself a cold one. So as we welcome you again to the podcast here, uh, Brian and Artie, I say cheers as I uh, have a uh, ice cold water gap wheat in my hand. Cheers to you both. What are you guys drinking? I've got my mountain lager today, one of my favorites. And I'm drinking the uh, Out of Focus. I'm not sure why I picked Out of Focus today. I just was running down the taps. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great beer year-round. But, you know, here as we head into spring, a good double IPA uh, is probably going to be good for me today. Yeah, I think we talked about it in, you know, January and February about how it's just seasonal. Uh, some people have a, a taste for beer that changes with the seasons. And, you know, so... Again, just sticking with the theme of transition, you may have been enjoying a, a porter, uh, you know, over the winter, and now it, that sunshine, for whatever reason, makes you want to go to a maybe a lighter colored beer, something a little bit more crisp and, and refreshing, Artie? Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, we start getting lighter in terms of the flavors with the alcohol percentages and everything as we head towards spring and summer, but, but I'll tell you what, uh, this, this uh, out of focus, it's, it's good year round. Uh, every once in a while, I'll dig into one and just and remember just how uh, excited I am to have the brewers that we have right now producing all the beers that, that are coming out. So, Brian, we, we're talking about beer and we're talking about your business, food, and how important it is for people to marry those two and have a positive experience and really get, I guess, not only get your, your money's worth, but, you know, get your palate's worth and, and pairing foods that match with beer. So what kind of experience do you have? And at least what, is, what have you learned by working with Artie over the years about you know, how important it is to, to take a style of beer like a, an out-of-focus double IPA or a mountain lager and then find the perfect food to you know, create a dish that goes really well with those flavors? Most of us probably don't understand it. I, I one time, uh, Marsha Shore was at Hack in the uh, culinary uh, uh, director. And, and she teaches the course that there actually is a science to what goes together and how you taste and what is the blend and what sensations are going on in, in your mouth. And uh, 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 a true, true chefs that study this art uh, understand your, your bitters, your sweets, and, and everything that goes together. And there's, there's so much that can be done with the true professional. I'm a purveyor. I have people who know what to do with that. I can't tell you it's my, my swim lane at all. But uh, um, we source uh, fresh seafood from uh, the uh, Boston and upper, upper uh, coast. Uh, uh, and more and more, we're bringing in uh, specialty cuts of beef. And Artie has done lots of brats and uh, uh, pork items that uh, blend well with some of the, uh, the products. So it it's, comes from a, this is our jobs. This is our professional, uh, professional knowledge. And 
Yeah, that, that's right. And, and I, I know just enough to be dangerous, Mike. Uh, that, that's why I've got those great guys working in the kitchen, you know, uh, all of our different chefs and the locations. And these guys, their specials and, and the way they put together our food, uh, you know, they, they know those things uh, better than I do. A lot of times they will ask me, what do you think goes well with this? Or, or what beer do you think would go better in this food item? But I got to tell you, I'm with Brian a little bit more in that food is a specialty thing. I'll do beer and all the other beverages. Uh, I leave that to those guys. No doubt, though, that beer has become a pretty common ingredient. I mean, uh, you know, in good cooking for a lot of people. You know, you used to, obviously, you see people, uh, you know, flaring up the, the saucepan with some, uh, some wine or whatever, some brandy or over the years, you know, on a cooking show. But, you know, beer can really add a great flavor to a, to a dish as well. Well, let's talk about something that's coming up here within, you know, the next uh, couple of weeks. In fact, we're in March, which means St. Patrick's Day, which means some Irish flavors. Artie, you got anything uh, lined up at ABC? Uh, it's always a festive time there around St. Patrick's Day. You bet. We, you know, we have our stout, our Susquehanna stout. We have it year-round, uh, but we definitely feature it this time of the year. And then, of course, the Celtic Knot Irish Red. Uh, we have a batch coming out of that. So uh, it's going to be something that uh, people look forward to every year, along with our Irish menu, uh, to, um, to come out for Irish Fest. And we're excited to see that uh, coming out here soon. Brian, is that a challenge for you to meet the demands of, of uh, restaurants and other customers that want something special around a certain time of year? Like they say, listen, I want to I, I I have a promotion of some sort around a St. Patrick's Day or um, an Oktoberfest, and I say, what do you, what can you get for me, and what can you get for me quick and affordably? What are the, what are those challenges like? I just answered the call earlier uh, this week for a gentleman who wanted uh, blood sausage. It's a traditional Irish sausage. Uh, there's black, uh, noir, and the blanc. Um, and I have a, a company, Broadleaf, that is in the Colorado area air freighted uh, in the product for him to serve this weekend for his menu. Uh, we, we'll, we'll go out looking for whatever. Uh, the, the, uh, of course, uh, corned beef brisket. I've got a cooler full of corned beef brisket waiting for the day. Um, uh, more, more sold in the month of March than the rest of the year combined. Um, this is, uh, the, the food business is, is as much about entertainment uh, as, as anything else. We're not all going to uh, perish because we're that hungry by 10 o'clock tonight. We're going out to, to, to be uh, inspired, uh, to uh, experience. And, and that's what's uh, uh, pushing at the edges for uh, unique foods and beverages like the Appalachian Brewing Company does. Uh, it's, it's, it's entertainment. All right. Well, we kicked off the conversation here on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast right now. Uh, we've got our special guest, Brian Gross, who's with John Gross and Company. So uh, we look forward to continuing the conversation. We're going to be right back. We'll take a short break and we'll see you in just a minute right back here on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. And we're back on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast as we're talking about transitioning into spring. And uh, well, if a backyard or patio cocktail is, is something that you're really interested in, or maybe a glass of bourbon, 
Appalachian Brewing Company definitely has something for you. It's, it's the line of Appalachian craft spirits. And uh, Artie, uh, recently you guys have taken a step forward as to where I can find those uh, ABC craft spirits. Where is that? Yeah, Mike, right at the end of the year, we, uh, we land placement in um, what was 10 state stores, uh, the, the PL PLCB Fine Wine and Spirit stores. Uh, they're mostly in the central Pennsylvania area, uh, uh, but we do have, uh, uh, we are actually in a store up in State College. We've gone into the stores. Uh, it's, our, it's our job to go out and make sure that, that people buy from the store. Uh, and we support it by uh, social media marketing and other uh, marketing avenues. You know, this is a trial period for us and we're excited to be able to be in those stores, but actually three of our brands, we're in there with our uh, five-year bourbon, our, uh, our vodka, and also our uh, island rum. Uh, they didn't put our gin in quite yet, but we're hoping to get our gin in here uh, in the next couple months or so. Very excited about being there uh, and, and giving our regular consumers a chance to pick up our products when they go to their regular state store, uh, you know, for their regular state store visit to stock up. Now they can buy our products and, uh, and take them right directly home. So, they, you know, they can do that. And also, you know, just, you know this, Mike, because you've been over a few times, but they can also purchase all, any of our spirits here at our Mechanicsburg location where our uh, distillery license is. So we're excited. And, uh, you know, I, I heard uh, just yesterday that we're up to 16 stores that we've, uh, we have selling now. And I guess the way it works is the, um, if the store manager sees it and wants to bring it in because they're excited about it and they like it as a local product, or they just see it as being intriguing or they've heard the, the quality ratings on it, uh, they'll, they can bring it in uh, without that initial placement. So we're very excited. One of the places that I found uh, our product is up in Tawanda. Uh, at the state store up there. And I, I think the manager just, I, well, I actually, I called him and I said, hey, how, how did you end up with our product up there? He's like, you know, I know you guys, I've heard of you guys. Every time I go down to the farm show complex, I stop in at your place. When I read about it, I ordered it and it came in and it's selling great. So, uh, but uh, up in Tawanda, PA, you, you never would think, but uh, it's selling well up there. Good, good. Well, I know that I've been enjoying it. I always mention it, but it's, for 12 months now, I've been enjoying it because it's been one of those quarantine constants for me is, uh, you know, I, I particularly love the vodka and I, I have uh, I have friends who are big fans of, of the five year bourbon. Uh, so, you know, again, just a great job on that and uh, look for it. So if, if you happen to find yourself in one of the uh, state spirit stores, make sure to check out Appalachian Craft Spirits. Look for the bourbon, the vodka and the island style rum, uh, you won't be disappointed. Great local product, just another way to support Appalachian Brewing Company here in your own backyard. All right, so our special guest here today is Brian Gross of John Gross and Company. And I thought we'd take a little bit of time right now because we, we always so often talk about the interesting history behind you know, the local company, uh, behind Appalachian Brewing Company and, and, and how it's humble roots in, in Harrisburg and being the first you know, uh, microbrewery uh, back in the late 90s and, and how it's grown. But I mean, John Gross and Company, uh, as far as food distribution goes in central Pennsylvania, Brian, you guys have been around for quite a bit. Why don't you tell us about, about the history? Sure. 70 years it is. Uh, and we, we began not far from uh, the Cameron Street original location for Appalachian Brewing Company. 
my father and grandfather had a gas station down where Dodge City is in the area there. And uh, a gentleman came in one day and said, would anybody know anybody interested in a Maxwell House coffee distributorship? My grandfather didn't like the automobile business and said, I think I'd like to give it a try. $300 bought the first load of coffee into their apartment on uh, 13th Street in Harrisburg. And they decided next day we're going to go out and sell this stuff. Well, people said eventually, do, do you have tea? I'll buy tea. And uh, they grew to a one-car garage, then a two-car garage. And now we have 100,000 square feet in Mechanicsburg with over 6,000 products that customers have asked for and expanded a full line. Uh, we um, uh, are independent. We're part of a, a group of distributors nationwide, the Unipro Group, that uh, has more sales volume than any of the big names that you see on the trucks uh, combined. Uh, we're a, kind of an ace hardware group of things. We're independent, we're locally owned, operated, and all the decisions are made in Mechanicsburg. And uh, we, we uh, service about a two hour radius of, uh, of Harrisburg. So what about you? Are you second generation or third generation here at this point? What would you consider yourself? Yes, I'm third generation and fourth generation is in place. My two sons are uh, with the business. I've got a sister who is uh, one of our top grossing salespeople. Uh, we, uh, uh, my kids are, uh, I, I had, to, had to put them in different parts of the company because uh, as they were with uh, when they were young, uh, they get to, to scrapping on each other and it's best if you put them on different tasks. So one's a sales manager and one's an operations manager. So we have strength in the corners and uh, it is, uh, I, I call them uh, my retirement plan uh, that, that someday uh, within the next decade, uh, uh, I'll turn the keys over and uh, I'm very confident that we'll be in the fourth generation and uh, strongly prepared to uh, remain independent, which is, uh, more, more distrib independent distributors in the country are trying to figure out a way out and how to, how to get the most for their, their business, most money for their business. Uh, um, I see it as a, uh, a positive thing because I, I, I really feel that, that there is room for people in business yet these days. And it's not a corporate uh, uh, drive the, the total profit out by cutting middle management, by cutting customer service. They can do it online so we don't need salespeople. We, re we retained every employee that we had on the company role when COVID hit this spring. And my feeling on that was that I want my company re to be retained in, in whole so that when this thing is over, I'm prepared to take advantage. My competitors shed all of their sales staff, uh, many of their operations managers, because they're expensive to maintain. Well, fortunately, the government came along with the PPP programs and helped me survive through those periods. And now I, I, I see great possibilities. Uh, as I right now, I'm seeing restaurants starting to blossom. It's, it's, it's very encouraging what I see going on in the market right now. I think there's going to be a boom. I think we're, we're sort of on that bubble now. I think that people are, look, I, I'll tell you right now, a couple of times on a Friday night, uh, I've tried to, my wife and I have, have thought about, hey, was, why, you can't just pop into a restaurant almost because people are eager to support the places that are open and welcoming people in. And uh, you know, hopefully as all this uh, stuff gets behind us uh, with the virus over the past year and thing doors reopen, it's going to be 
it's going to be that spirit of the local companies like yourself and the places like the Appalachian that are, are, are you know, people are going to flock to. And I'm, I really see a renaissance uh, uh, as we turn the corner here. Artie, are you feeling the same thing? And, and as Brian talked about, well, he talks about a, just a, a real family atmosphere with his company. And I got to imagine knowing you, that's something that keeps you working with John Gross and company. Yeah, the same as with Brian, you know, we tried to do the best we could to keep everybody that we had. We knew, you know, we knew there was another side of this. Uh, so the idea was that we had to keep every key person in our company. You know, of course, we when we were shut down, we had no choice but to uh, to only retain our management team. But, you know, uh, we got through all that. And uh, like, you know, I am concerned uh, a little bit about us being able to perform at the level that we need to perform at. If, if everybody sort of hits us at once, I don't know how we're gonna get those 200 employees back that, you know, that have, that have sort of just dissipated and disappeared over this, this time frame. But, you know, and, and that's over six locations. So it's not as bad as, I mean, per location, it's not as bad as it sounds, but, you know, we did have some attrition there and we've gotta be able to try, try to either get some of those people back because we need them and they've already been trained and they're and they they were all great or we wouldn't have hired them in the first place but if not replace them with great people that'll serve our customers with the same same attitude and same same vigor uh just making sure that they uh, all of our customers feel special so yeah you know i i see the other end coming um uh, i'm cautious about it because uh you know we've been told nothing was going to happen before and things happen so uh, I do tread uh, very cautiously, but I will say, Mike, we're, we're going ahead with plans right now uh, to come out of this thing small like a rose, and, and, and we need it. We need to do that. That's, it's, it's, it, it's my job as a, as a person running this company to make sure that those things happen, and I'm holding everybody to a high standard, uh, including uh, meeting with Brian not too long ago. We met a couple weeks ago, and, and I even told Brian, I said, we're expecting you to help us in this way and in that way, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, he never says no to me, uh, which I wish he would sometimes because he, he may stop me from making mistakes sometimes. Uh, but uh, no, he's, uh, he's he, you know, he, he, he just jumps right in, man. And, and that's what's been so great about our relationship. I might add that uh, uh, most Artie and most restaurants as a whole are, are proceeding with cautious optimism. So what they're doing is keeping inventories and buying just what they think they're going to do. Well, the, the public is coming out uh, at times in stronger numbers than, than that. One of the things we did this year is we opened uh, for Sundays for the first time ever. And you wouldn't believe how many visits I have from local operators coming in and filling the, filling the cupboards uh, because they didn't expect Saturday to be quite what it was. Yeah, we only produce so much food for the for the weekend, you know, because everything's fresh. It's not like we we can just open up a box and throw it in the in the uh, fryer uh, or throw it somewhere so that it, it's ready to go. We we have to know what we're producing that weekend. We've got a plan. We do have history to look at it, but we have to know what we're going to produce and and not be able to run out of food. Uh, you know, it's a real fine line, but. You know, you get to Sunday and also the, you, you, Brian's right, the coverage are a little bare. Uh, sometimes we do have to run and or, you know, our know our sales guys and, and some of the people that work for, for Brian, you know, you make a call and, and they'll be there for you. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Sunday, Thursday, it doesn't matter. Uh, they're there for us. And, and, and that's, 
part of the strength of our relationship. You guys have adapted splendidly, and it's uh, it's been a challenging time for everyone. But you know, one thing I think everyone has learned is how much we appreciate the ability, our freedom to go and just head out and grab a burger or grab a steak or something on the, on the menu, you know, at, at, at last minute notice and, and also the importance of supporting our local businesses. Because if you've lived in a community and you've seen some doors close, that's when it re really became real for some people. Some people never saw anybody really get sick or people didn't really experience, you know, the work from home environment that people like me have. Other people, if it was, it was status quo for a lot of folks, but when you started to notice the businesses closing or, you know, the sign said, we'll be back. And, you know, that was, that's when things got real. And so, uh, you know, great job doing what you guys have done, including embracing the idea of takeout and outdoor dining. So as we continue the conversation here, we're going to take a short break and come back. And already we're going to talk about something that's happening at the Mechanicsburg Brew Pub, uh, an outdoor experience that you guys have in the works. Artie Tafoya and Mike Parker here with you, and we'll be right back on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. All right, we're back on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. As always, make sure to keep up with everything ABC. You can do so by following us on Facebook or by going to the website, abcbrew.com. Learn about all the new beer offerings coming out, seasonal brews, uh, craft spirits, and everything else that you want to learn about, special menu items and events at abcbrew.com. All right, we're back with Artie Tafoya and our special guest, Brian Gross from John Gross and Company today. And uh, boy, I, I mentioned it, that one of the things that people have learned to do really well over this pandemic period is, uh, you know, outdoor dining, outdoor experiences, even if it's just having a uh, having an appetizer and a drink. That's something that people have really come to appreciate. Artie, you guys have something new coming around the bend here in Mechanicsburg. You want to tell us about it? Yeah, Mike, we went from the, the tent that we had out front in Mechanicsburg and when, uh, you know, it's, I think it was probably uh, 20 or 30 degrees outside and we're trying to serve food in a tent that's about, um, uh, I don't know that the about two microns thick uh, walls uh, with five heaters, and uh, you know everybody's wearing their jackets and their scarves. Their food comes out and it's cold immediately. Uh, but we've gone from that to seeing the spring here. We're building a beer garden out front of, of Mechanicsburg. Uh, we've already got the fencing up and their picnic tables uh, out in front of the the brewery here and. Uh, we're putting in a small uh, uh, outdoor service bar uh, that we can have for uh, servicing uh, draft beer and, and cocktails. Uh, you'll be able to uh, order uh, off of our app uh, out at your tables. Um, it won't be uh, direct uh, service to those picnic tables, although we do have the patio open still that will be the same as our dining room. It'll just be outdoor sales there. but. Uh, we're very excited about this. We're actually kicking it off with a concert on the 12th, Shrimp Ryan's Jug Band. And uh, there's some local guys from Camp Hill. Uh, they're just a lot of fun, play some uh, bluegrass type music. And we're excited to kick off our project and uh, show people what we've got outside uh, by having them here to celebrate. Speaking of uh, great things to look forward to, uh, you know, look, maybe picking up a six pack 
from ABC or a growler and, and headed home. Spring picnics are right around the corner. And Brian, sounds like you can help us out by getting some food. You don't, you don't just have to be a, a restaurant uh, purveyor or what, what's the right word? Operator, I guess, to, to have restaurant quality food. Tell us a little bit about that, that marketplace that you guys are operating over there in Mechanicsburg. Sure, sure. Uh, in March of last year, when everything went from 100 mile an hour to zero, I had lots of food in the warehouse and I didn't have anywhere to go with it. I had no customers. Uh, we had a retail outlet that we sold uh, product to the general public, but we really didn't turn it toward uh, focus for the general public. Well, that's all changed. We uh, organized to repacking restaurant quality foods in family size portions of four to six portions of everything from uh, fine steaks and seafood to appetizers and whatever. Open to the public with no membership fee and it's been received very, very well. As a matter of fact, uh, it's something that I'm considering uh, uh, further locations of is it has a, uh, uh, has a home in the market. Uh, we uh, are just about to introduce uh, in two weeks uh, uh, a new deli opened. I've hired a local chef uh, uh, to uh, cut fresh steaks and seafood to the public. So I'm, we, you, you, my I, I, father always said, you're, you're always poking at the perimeter. You're trying something a little here and well, this didn't work. Well, okay, I learned something there. Uh, you, you've got to innovate. And that's what I think soon so wonderful about the Appalachian Brewing Company is uh, Artie, uh, uh, though he'll admit they didn't always work. Uh, he, he tried and, and uh, has built quite a, quite a network. So if I'm getting the address right here, it's 308 Sherrill Avenue, Mechanicsburg, PA. That's right. Just off of Silver Springs Road as you come into Mechanicsburg. All right. Check it out. The Marketplace at John Gross. So you're looking for restaurant quality food to uh, pick up and take home straight from uh, the folks at the John Gross Company. Check it out. The Marketplace at John Gross over there in Mechanicsburg. And uh, the website is johngrossmarketplace.com. All right. Well, hey, Artie, uh, we talked about the beer garden. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, you know, spring is just around the corner. St. Patrick's Day is the 17th of March. I think the official first day of spring is, is March 20th. We'll probably get four feet of snow somewhere around March 22nd. <laughs> Who knows, right? Say it isn't so, Mike. Say it isn't so. <laughs> no, let's hope not. But um, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to actually being able to say, hey, you know, it doesn't just feel like spring. It actually is spring. There's just so many good things around the corner. So it's been great spending time with you guys. Um, Brian, if you would, just give us a last quick pitch. Where can people learn more? If, maybe if I'm, a, maybe if I'm a, an aspiring restaurant owner or I'm looking for, um, you know, to learn more about a family-owned company like yourself, where can I go for more information about the John Gross Company? We're starting to do more and more online tutorial videos, just how to use restaurant foods. Uh, people are aspiring uh, uh, to uh, create at home and afraid to step out. Well, uh, a lot of products that the gen generalized restaurants use are ingredients that are, are really just put together. They're not necessarily uh, 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 in-depth creations. Uh, now, that's not the, the brewing company, uh, but many of the places that you go for restaurant foods are open in the box that I deliver. 
heating it and serving. And, and, and their, their uh, keys are, there are special sauces, ingredients, oils, and things that, that the general people can, can learn how to do. And we're, we're creating videos uh, uh, of tutorials. All right, and check out the website too. It is jgrossco.com, John Gross and Company. Brian, thank you so much for sharing your story about your company and your partnership with restaurants all across central Pennsylvania, including Appalachian Brewing Company. Artie, as always, great to see you. We'll see you very soon, my friend. Hey, Mike, great, great chatting with you today. All right, looking forward to joining you for a beer out there in the Mechanicsburg Beer Garden. Whichever location is your favorite around the area, check out abcbrew.com for all updates related to Appalachian Brewing Company. Sign up for the Brews Letter while you're there and uh, get some updates every month right to your email inbox. All right, guys, it's been a great time. I guess we're looking forward to April when it will officially be spring, and we'll be talking to you in just a couple of weeks. Thanks for tuning in, and thank you once again for supporting us here at Appalachian Brewing Company on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. Until next time, cheers. Cheers, Mike. Cheers.